Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is How We Do Live, Love, and Discover with Dan and Sig. All right, so this is basically our introduction uh, podcast, but we're going to throw a little bit of nuggets in there. And uh, just briefly uh, about myself, I'm 29 years old. Uh, <laughs> next year I'll be hitting 30, and my wife is. Uh, How old am I, babe? 28. <laughs> you better get that right. She's 28, and um, so we're we're hitting uh, we're hitting 30 soon, and uh, we were talking about uh, how our life experiences have shaped us, and we've gone through a variety of different things, um, some good, some beautiful, some extremely ugly and scary, and the more we talked about it, the more we realized, hey, uh, I think other people can benefit from hearing our experiences, so basically this podcast, we're going to share how we live life, how we love, and how we've discovered not only uh, about ourselves, but just in general, uh, like uh, life, you know, and, and all the aspects of life and, and living as a, a Christian couple. Uh, we've been married eight years now. We have two beautiful children. Our daughter just turned eight this October and our son, he will be turning seven in January. And uh, we're excited about what, what life, uh, the direction life has taken us. Um, we definitely believe that there's no coincidence. So everything we will be sharing in this podcast uh, will be be incorporate well we'll incorporate not only our story but the life lessons involved and the truths the truths um and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit about the wisdom that uh that we have access to um not only through uh educational books through the bible which we uh um hold to be truth in our life, yeah. but also through the experiences of others uh, seeking godly wisdom. And one thing we laugh about, my, li- my wife and I laugh about often is how, yeah, we might be 30, but even in our 20s, we were always kind of like an old soul. Yeah. And we connected really close um, to to people that were older than us. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, uh, we sought advice from, from uh, the elderly. And uh, there's a there's a couple quotes I want to share with you. Uh, first one, uh, it's age should not have its face lifted, but it should rather teach the world to admire admire wrinkles as the etching of experience and the firm line of character. That's a quote by Ralph B. Perry. And the other one is by John Cusack. He says, the elderly have so much to offer. They're our link to the history. And so... Uh, there's a lot of, uh, from what I've seen, uh, a lot of the older people, um, even like what you would consider senior citizens, a lot of them take, are taken for granted. I've always been like intrigued in, in their stories and Mm -hmm. and hearing about life through their eyes. And my wife has always been the same way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything you'd like to share about that? Yeah, no, I, I think we've always, it's funny. Uh, we actually joke. Uh, very often when we see somebody older, like at the store or anywhere, just because I have such a, I don't know, I have such a sweet spot in my heart for elderly people. Ever since I was younger, I've always saw them as cute and like just wanting to get to know them. And like, like, I don't know, it's so funny. Like I want to befriend them more, I think, than anybody my age, which is really funny. But I think it also has to do with the fact that um, I just think about, man, they've just gone through so much in life. And like you said, sometimes they're overlooked, I feel like. And they have so much to offer, like just wisdom. And um, 
uh, just some of their life experiences, some of the stuff they've gone through can really speak to stuff we're going through now, you know, being young or um, things that we want to avoid. And they teach us from their mistakes as well. So I, I think it's really important to listen and pay attention yep. to what they have to say. Yep. Exactly. So today we're talking exactly about how seeking godly wisdom has helped us overcome life's challenges. Um, and first, first of all, I'm, I'm going to set it straight. Uh, I've always struggled with opening up and just sharing, uh, um, sharing with other people, young or old. Uh, but it's been a journey for me. It's uh, definitely something that God's been working in me. But uh the older I get, the more I discover that how freeing it is to to just share. Yeah. You know, um, I've always had this thing where I I was always worried about what people might think of me, and um, and just gradually got and in talking about in in the time span of eight years, um, God has shown me through my wife, through my parents, through other people that. Um, it's, 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 it's time to let go. It's time to let go and just share freely, be open. And I've never felt so, so free. Exactly. I never felt so free in the way I feel now. Of course, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but definitely not where I used to be. Um, so the first point that I want to talk about on my end is, um, the beginning when my wife and I, uh, decided we were going to get married. Uh, we were, I was 20 years old. My wife was 19, and a lot of people were not um, <laughs> happy about that. In fact, uh, we'll talk about our marriage story, our our genesis of this <laughs> marriage, another podcast. Um, Interesting. It is super crazy. Like they put it this way: like I I, I say that uh, I don't know who was crazier to uh, to get into this marriage, me or my wife. <laughs> um, and as we go along, you'll see why. Uh, but in the beginning, uh, one of the things that, that was very different and new to me was the idea of seeking a marriage counselor. That's like you know, something I never had thought about. And so we were actually opposed to it in the beginning. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, wasn't, I wasn't with it. I, was, uh, I didn't want to do it because uh, I figured like, what the, why the heck I need counseling? I mean, we're getting married. I want to be together. We're going to. Get it on by doing any counseling. <laughs> I wasn't with it, but um, we're doing it no matter what. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but the the thing is that I didn't realize that going through the marriage counseling that uh, we were actually put into positions where, like, we ran did some tests, right? Yeah, and we were so incompatible according to the test, yeah. as far as I remember. And I think that's when we're like, that's it, we're not going. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was bad. Yeah, we were both screwed up heathens and trying to yeah. figure. But we did learn a lot, honestly. I mean, just even in the short period of time, we did do um, some sessions and stuff. And I think it's funny because um, I think now, like looking back, some of the stuff that was said has, like, um, rang pretty pretty loud within our marriage. You know. Yeah, uh, and shout out to uh, Pastor Mark and his wife Mickey at the Highlands in oh, California. Yeah, yeah. you guys, Highlands think? Church. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for, for spending time with us. Um, and uh, another, another uh, see, uh, for me, for me, I'll share briefly another, another time that I can remember where seeking godly counsel or um, counsel of, of the wise 
uh, I, I befriended a gentleman um, and he was a life coach actually. And, um, and I had really interesting talk at, at a coffee shop where he was asking me about my story and we'll go into that in another podcast. But um, as I was sharing about my past and involved uh, my criminal history, um, he, he sensed that I was not comfortable sharing. And so he proceeded to share with me his story. And when he shared his story of his criminal past, he painted it in such a beautiful way. And, and he shared with me like the importance of, of letting go and telling that story. Um, and and I, I was just like, it was, it was refreshing to hear that perspective. And, and that's, that's another point where seeking godly wisdom really started really showing me um, a different way of, of understanding life. And then another one, one more, um, was, uh, actually more recently, um, it was, uh, late last year, I decided to see a counselor. I decided to see a counselor and, uh, and I started to share with him. I talked to him about things that happened in my childhood and things I dealt with, uh, in my teenage years. And, and he expressed to me, as well, the importance of opening up and sharing. So like when I think about like some of the uh, points in my life where I was enlightened and and, and being steered in the, in the direction of where I needed to be, it was always in a place where I sought godly counsel. And um, my wife, won't, she probably wants to share some of her examples that are probably better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I my problem is being too open. <laughs> I share too much. So with me is like seeking godly counsel. Um, I think always uh, came easy to me to go ahead and reach out. I was never I've never had the problem of like being ashamed of like just putting things on the table saying, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, let's can you help me piece this together? Like, I don't get it. And, you know, I don't get how life is treating me right now or something, you know. Yeah. And so I remember um, I, I remember even like. When you talk about sharing too much, when we first got together, like we would argue about that. Do you like, remember? Yeah, that? like you wanted to share too much, and and, and like I'm like we came. From, I mean, you have to think about it this necessary? way. Like <laughs> we're so opposite, it's crazy. Like we're completely opposite. Oh yeah, like I was like a rap head, and I love rap music, and she was like into worship music, and like alternative rock or like just, I like all kinds of music period but but definitely I was not like you know um but yeah that's that's another story but yeah like definitely I think in the beginning it was really hard for us our marriage was just um very rocky in the beginning the first year was so rough it was really really hard and I remember having to like be like okay I know I need to run to somebody because I'm I'm, I'm going insane and I need help and I know, yeah, and then the I think... first year was, like, the worst. Oh, yeah, sure was. And and I remember just being like, well, I remember he would get upset if I would open up too much. So I was like, okay, who can I go to that even if he got mad, like, I'm justified for going to look for help. And so I was like, who better to go to than my mother-in-law? Because that's his mother. She raised him. Uh, he doesn't ever have to worry about feeling like, oh, somebody that doesn't know him is judging him. Um, or, or going to tell me to leave him because of some of the, but that's your mother, like her love, her love is going to surpass whatever issues we're having or whatever issues you're having, whatever. So I remember seeking her specifically, um, uh, in the beginning of our marriage, uh, Daniel and I, uh, one of the main things we would argue about in the beginning of our marriage was jealousy. Like Daniel was, 
I mean, Daniel's changed a lot. Daniel's not who he used to be. That's for sure. Cause, uh, the first year of our marriage was, I mean, it was intense. I had never dealt with having somebody be so jealous. So I definitely was, I think one of the main reasons I was fresh out of jail, (laughs) y'all. Like I was like, I remember coming you know, and we'll get into that in a different podcast. I think it's important. Yeah. But you look at me now. People who know me now probably are shocked yeah. to hear this right yeah. now because not everybody <laughs> yeah. knows this. They would be really shocked to hear but, that. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I was in a like I remember coming out of jail like and I was cool. I was actually happy to get out of jail and everything and, and for a couple of days and sometime a few days later, for no reason, I just started breaking down and crying in the living room. It, like I was holding so much in and just broke down uncontrollably. And that's a big and, deal because uh, if you know Daniel, I've probably seen him cry maybe like three times yeah, or something. Yeah, like since yeah. in the last eight I, years. I want to be able to cry more on the man. On the man. But yeah, so that led me to like having poor, poor self-esteem and, and definitely affected uh, my relationship with my wife. Yeah, I, I think, um, so yeah, je- like jealousy was a main issue in our marriage the first year. So I remember just feeling like, like I'm not doing anything to give him a reason to be jealous. Like what is going on? And I remember just seeking my mother-in-law, like, help me. Like, this is your son. Like, can we fix him? Like, you gave birth to him. Is there any way we could fix him? Can you like rebirth him or something? <laughs> no, but um, it was just like, really interesting going through that phase I was just like will this ever be over will he ever stop being this way and if he can't like stop with this like I don't know how much longer I can go you know and and mind you at this time we had our daughter or I actually I was pregnant of our daughter already which as you get to know us and know our story you will see how everything kind of unfolds our story unfolds um and stuff like that but um I was pregnant and I remember feeling like I am pregnant like and not only am I not being catered to I'm being accused of like you know just it was it was intense it was just like a lot it was really really bad and and I remember her just you know guiding me through that and being like you know what like we need to pray for him um and you need to reassure him like you know where where he stands who he is you know and I think it really did take a lot of that, a lot of praying, but also um, him finding his identity in Christ, you know, because um, I, I believe that Christ definitely makes a difference in our lives and helps us definitely overcome challenges or our uh, inner uh, personal issues we're having within ourselves and stuff like that. So I will say like Daniel has been transformed. Like it's crazy. Like Daniel's oh, yeah. not at all. It's like black and white now. Like I don't, I don't know. Be. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be. But yeah, um, I, so I remember seeking wisdom from her. And honestly, like, I remember if it wasn't for her, I mean, I think my mother-in-law has been like the main person that's like, man, like just, I don't know. She's been like our rock. Like, it's crazy. And she never gave me bad advice. She never sided with him just because that was her son. Like, she would see both sides of the story <laughs> and, and, and be like, okay. like yeah, yeah, I would run to her too sometimes when I had to deal with some of your crap. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> I would that's be true. like, I literally pick up my phone and like, Put, you know, go the on person con- that was judging me for opening I, up. I would go on my contest list. Do you really want me to call her? I'd be like, call her, call her. But yeah. Um, and then I remember also another person that I've, I've like, since I was a young girl, um, you know, and going through my teenage years and stuff like that, a person I would, I would always open up to was one of my aunts and her name is Ceci. And I remember uh, talking to her about this as well, about, Daniel being jealous. So she was another person. Um, and then yeah, she, she, 
Yeah, she was she definitely. Prayed for us a lot. She did. She would come over. I mean, there was a couple times she came over when things were really heated and really bad. Yeah, yeah. And I remember her coming over and, and you gave me a black eye or something like that. Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, and I remember her coming over and it just was bad. just coming over and praying for us and and being there for us and just constantly checking in on us, like how we were doing. And I think having those people be in between, like where there were the mediators, really helped us a lot because. It helped Daniel, I think, see where he was going wrong and then also showing me like where I needed to show more love instead of feeling like um, uh, like I needed to put up a wall. I needed to put like, if anything, that's when I needed to be even more loving towards him because he needed that at that time. I, I, I think. I, and I, I can't imagine how uh, things would probably have turned out different if we ran to like. Our younger friends. Oh yeah, for sure they would. Like, I think would have been divorced. I, I mean, I don't see myself to be the parting type, but I mean, realistically, whoever you hang with is what you end up being. And I really can see, like, we're so young. Temptation is great, especially when you're younger. And even now, we're still pretty young. Now we're not that old, you know. But like we say, we're old souls, so that would never be the route I think we would go to. But I think eventually, like, if you continue to hang out with people that are just in the young mentality of wanting to stay young and stay in the party mode kind of thing. Like eventually, I mean, you're going to get pulled into that, you know? And so I'm, I'm thankful to God that he never allowed me really to have that desire in my heart to go and run to a friend like that. I, I always looked for somebody that I knew had a very, um, I think one thing I always looked for was somebody that had a good reputation and whatever I was seeking wisdom about. So my aunt, she has a great marriage my mother-in-law, yeah. she has a great marriage and it doesn't mean that they haven't gone through struggles because they have and they've opened up to me about that. Great it's, as in if they've overcome. Yeah, exactly that. It's been more like, man, they've gone through some tough stuff and man, you could still see the love in their eyes like for each other. Like how is it that they could have gone through so much, overcame it and then still see each other with so much love and compassion? You know what I mean? And not living in bitterness and unforgiveness. So I just felt like I need to learn how to forgive like that. Like, can can I get some of that, you know? And, um, but yeah, and then I, I think, um, another time where we had, we had a hard time. Another example would be, um, I remember also as a parent, like my goodness, Aliana, my daughter, well, our daughter, when she, she's going to be, she's eight already. She just turned eight. And I remember when she was a lot younger, can we stop her from growing? It's like, I know she's getting, <laughs> she's getting, she's, oh my God, no, it makes me sad just thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, just like I remember feeling like helpless at times, just feeling like Aliana, our daughter, uh, she's a lot like Daniel. Oh, yeah. Um, my mother-in-law told me some, some horror her. stories. I understand. Her. My mother-in-law has told me some horror stories about Daniel when he was a kid. Yeah. And it's like things that you never think things would, like kids would do. Here's the thing. like It's intense. Like Yeah, like. Um, <laughs> you want to share one of your stories? That will be funny. Oh, when so you were many. a kid. Oh, there's so many. Just share one. There's so many. Well, basically, I. I I'm at the point, like, as an adult now, like, looking back, if I would have gotten tested for ADHD and actually looked up as an, now as an adult, um, basically, like, a questionnaire, and if you deal with this, you might be ADHD. Well, I'm just looking back, though, and, and what I still deal with now, definitely, um, if I'd go in, I'd be labeled ADHD. Mm -hmm. And and rather than seeing it like a, like a, like a defect, uh, or a disability, I think it's um, this mindset, the, the way my brain works, actually one of my greatest abilities. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and, I, and I've heard TED Talks about this too and yeah. done some research on it too. It's just we think different. Yeah. Like the way we process information is different. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've been on this journey of learning how to process information, how to navigate um, 
the way that my mind works. Mm -hmm. So, and shout out to anyone who's been labeled ADHD or any type of disability. Yeah. Uh, I would highly suggest you stop calling it a disability yeah. and really learning about it and the pros on the way your brain works and seek to um, understanding on a deeper level. So it could not, rather than um, paralyze you, that it could uh, be your greatest aid in this life. Yeah, so I like I said, my daughter, well, our daughter is a lot like Daniel, and um, she she's she looks like me too. She, she's uh, no, she got my eyebrows. Uh, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, she's like I think a good mixture of both of us. But but as far as her personality, she's very much like Daddy, and she's totally a Daddy's girl. Like when it comes between me and Daniel, like she'll in a heartbeat choose Daniel, and I can't even get offended because. Uh, she's just so in love with him. I, I I think it's the cutest thing ever. Um, but it's funny because she's so much like him. Like, you know, when she was smaller, she would do things that would just be like, why would she do that? Like she would test my character. She would, still she still does that. Like she would, she would, she's like the kid that like likes to test and tr likes to, yeah, yeah, to see how far you can. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, do that. Like she, she'll observe too. She's the type of kid that walks in the room and looks at like, oh yeah, I know I could get away with this with this person. Like she's that type of kid. Oh yeah, she she studied. I could tell. Much yeah, like she studies. She studies human behavior. Oh <laughs> goodness gracious! Yes, she does. And so I remember feeling like, man, this kid is testing me. And I would, I, I mean, this is really embarrassing, but I, I'm not kidding when I say this. I would call my mother-in-law crying sometimes and i would oh i would call Few daniel dad i would call daniel sometimes but most of the time i would call this my morning <laughs> oh yeah i had to coach you like you're a good mom relax <laughs> yeah because you know i mean i can't help but wonder like man what am i doing wrong like why why like am i doing something that's making her feel like i don't know like is there something i'm 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 not doing right that's making her feel like she needs to challenge me like she's a challenger like she likes to challenge oh yeah oh my goodness like it's just crazy and and so i remember calling my mother-in-law many times crying being like i don't know what to do and she's like acting this way she's only three years old is this even possible how can three-year-olds be testing me like this and i like and then i remember my mother-in-law kind of like kind of like chuckling and being like yeah I've been there. I know what that's like. Trust me. Daniel made me cry many times. Mm -hmm. And then it just gave me the sense of feeling like, wow, like I somebody understands me. You know what, what I'm saying? What about the time that I, I poured soap on the floor? <gasps> but that's all I was saying. You should share that story. This <laughs> is funny. I, I, um, this is funny, guys. This is the one time I just poured soap on the floor and I, in the kitchen floor and I called my mom out. I knew she'd come and, and slip and fall. And this is this is bad, y'all. This is, I mean, and I don't know what kind of kid thinks of this, so I'm just thinking, evil. like, this is evil. Yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I called her out. Sure enough, she came running, and, and yep, she fell. She slipped on the floor. And I think she cried. Yeah, she did. She told me she cried, and she said, why would you do that? And you said, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I really had no explanation for a lot of things I did. Yeah. In elementary <laughs> one time, I was sitting in line, and there was a kid in front of me, and for no reason, just punched him in the face. I'm telling you. Well, yeah. So, so Alana has Alana has not done anything that extreme I, I, to I me. Thank bad. the Lord for that. But definitely has given me a hard time where it's just like, how much more can you possibly challenge me? Like, you know how old you are, and I am your mother. You know what I mean? It's kind of like feeling like I lose my place, like of authority. It's crazy. Like she makes me question my place of authority. It's crazy how a little mind like that can go ahead and get in my head like that and break me down. But it's like 
it's insane. So anyway, I feel like I needed thinks, god, godly counsel yeah. for sure. So I feel like she thinks she has the world figured out right now. Oh yeah. She's only oh like, yeah. No, she knows everything. I mean, don't don't even question her. Like she'd be like, I think this is why this and this. I'm like, why do you think that? Did you hear that somewhere? She's like, no, I just think it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she I figured coming, it out. She comes like, up with some philo- it, philosophical points. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm just like, where did where did you hear? That? She's like, I don't know. I just figured it out. I'm like. She's like, mommy, I know things. I'm like, what do you know? Like, you don't know everything. Oh man, and like, she's funny. She's funny. And then she's a character and, for sure. And, and we went to a uh, marriage seminar, and uh, oh, that that's kind of uh, I missed to say that uh, as far as part as our seeking godly counsel, mm-hmm. uh, we've led, uh, we've proactively seeked uh, marriage seminars, and, and they're amazing. They're amazing. If you haven't yeah. gone to one, definitely encourage it's you. It's a great investment, I will say. Like you come back recharged, uh, refocused, and um, just wanting to give yeah. more. Yeah, like, and it, it challenges you, challenges each other selfless. as a husband, as a wife. Yeah, but anyway, sure. we went to one one time, and uh, they were they had a pack of of books. Uh, basically, it it broke it down in age uh, sections, and so for each age age group you you basically share this book about sex for from three to five year old or something like that six definitely it doesn't get about the intense parts yeah. until later on i'm kind of intense for no, but I anyway mean, but the idea is i mean you get to be the one not edu- at three years old, educating though. your child about um uh human reproduction yeah. and how it happens and well, and, and, the, and and sex and all that yeah and so it was it was awkward to to share that with her but yeah. like now that she's exposed to this information we've had to like create like um boundaries with oh, yeah, her, for sure. her thinking and yeah and and where her like we got to be super careful we don't regret it i mean think it's important that we were the ones yeah. to educate her on that and we'll continue yeah. to. and I, they they made a point about that how important it is for parents to talk about it first because we're i mean come on like i remember being in elementary school and not hearing the intensity of everything but definitely but definitely hearing some stuff and i'll be like i i mean we i think both of us can agree that we learned about sex at school Mm-hmm. through kids more than we did educationally at school and through our parents like for sure and so that was something daniel and i talked about and we went to the seminar they talked about the importance of having our kids learn through our mouth so that way when it hits their ears from students or whatever it's like they're more educated on it and they already know what's going on it doesn't hit them as a surprise and all the perversity or whatever that it's brought into it um it's not going to hit them as hard like Is as a shock a word? perversion I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Well, if it isn't, then I just made it one. But anyway, perversion. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, like I said, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't regret sharing it with her. Yeah, we don't regret it at all. But, yeah. but I will say, like, man, it, it was intense to share some of the stuff with her because now it's like she thinks she has it all figured out. Like, you know, and and so there's times where, like, we have to be like, okay, no, no, no. Like, you know, she her mind just goes at a 100 miles per hour. So, like, me and Nano can be just hugging on the couch and her mind's like nope i'm the wedge i should be the wedge that's her quote that she likes to use and she'll use any moment she can't to separate us and she, so that, that's her line though she'll come in between us she sits next to each other she's like i'm the wedge i should be the wedge <laughs> but yeah like her her mind like already is jumping there i think but yeah, so we've had to point teach is her, she like, drives you crazy sometimes. yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. And it's funny because I a lot of times I'm like, Daniel, like, help me. Help me. And because he understands her, he's so soft with her. Actually, the point is. It, it creates an issue sometimes. He seeks some help sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> From older, sure. older mothers. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From older mother. Remember your mother? Don't do it alone. If you're going through the same thing. Uh, it's hard. Don't do sometimes. it alone. If you, if you don't have anyone to call, call my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I'll forward you over to my mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, but um, what else did you have on there that you would like to share? I, I think I, t- I covered my, my points. Um, I did want to share this. Uh, it comes from the Bible, actually, Proverbs eleven fourteen. 14. It says, where there is no guidance, a people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is safety. You know? Um, it's super, super, super important to understand that. Because, um, you know, sometimes we want to be able to handle things on our own. Sometimes we want to, um, you know... It, it's that pride in us that, you know, yeah. I know it was for me and continues to be as I navigate the challenges of overcoming. Uh, but and just the pride of like, you know, like not wanting to share your, your inner thoughts, inner feelings or your struggles. Yeah. Um, it's being vulnerable. It's, it's so yeah, being vulnerable. And that's one. Yeah, yes. That's been definitely molded. Vulner- vulnerability is not weakness. And yeah. I think that's the issue we're having nowadays. Like people think that being vulnerable means you're weak, means that like, you cannot handle things on your own and, and you know what I mean? It's like you're a coward or whatever. It's, it's not like that. Or people are going to uh, see you like as a victim and people don't like being seen that way. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's saying, hey, you know what? I'm struggling with something. I need help. I need to get this right. And yeah. it's like, is it really worth um, holding on to that pride more than it is fixing the issue and moving forward? You know what I mean? Successfully. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think it just comes down to that. Like you got to weigh it out. It's like, okay, what is going to hurt more? Uh, putting down my pride and being vulnerable or carrying on my life in, with the situation or this area where I need help, but like drowning within yeah, absolutely. This, this issue. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and why do you want to carry it out so long? I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like, I rather run to the first, like knock on somebody's and be like, Hey, help me. Like I need help. Like I want this issue done and over with. Like, I just want to overcome it already. And obviously some issues, take longer than others. Um, there's a lot of work to be put in. I think prayer is definitely important. Uh, seeking godly counsel is important, but also God asks us to do our part and then start yeah. working towards, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there's no point on like seeking advice We're not just yeah. to hear, like sometimes we might run to someone to, for advice, yeah. but if they don't tell us what they want to hear, what, what we want to hear, yeah. then we kind of like, brush it off you know and, mm-hmm, yeah. and we kind of just want people to agree with us whether we're right or wrong but when you go out and seek some advice seek some counsel, just really truly being open to that advice and, and the next step is okay what do I what what part of this do I apply and yeah. start taking action in it immediately um and uh, so that that was the the second part of of our the way we were able to overcome is, yeah. okay, we go seek all the counsel. Okay, now let's evaluate. Let's start making these changes now. Yeah. So super important. Yeah, and I think it's really important where you're, like we talked about, you know, it's very important to look for elderly or godly counsel because like we talked about earlier, um, I think seeking counsel from somebody, from young people sometimes, or like people that maybe, maybe not so much their age, but just their mindset. Yeah. You know, like if you're, if you're going to go try to seek counsel from somebody that like, you know what I mean? Obviously nobody has it all together. That's not what we're trying to say, no. but it's like, if you're going to go seek godly counsel for somebody that's literally falling apart right before your eyes 
and like just so that you could be heard but then really you're not looking for counsel then it's more like you just want to vent and i think it's very important to yeah vent because it's good to let it out but you need to also get feedback about what you're feeling what you're going through and i think if you're getting the feedback or counsel from the wrong uh, source it can it can really affect you i mean it could, it could change you, yeah. oh yeah it could, it could change your course of thinking and decision making and yeah. I think you'll be influenced definitely by what they're saying. And that's why it's very important that you're going to go to somebody that might not necessarily tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, that's it for today's podcast. This is our very first podcast ever. Hopefully uh, we were able to bring some value along with sharing some of our our, our story. And uh, if you, we have a, an email you can reach out to us if you want to uh, you have any comments we're, as we develop this um uh, we, we're going to start implementing social media aspects to this but uh, as of now we're just keeping it simple um we have a question for you uh, and we'd like to hear your feedback uh, maybe even share some of those uh stories here on, on the podcast but the question is what are you going through right now that uh, you feel you can open up about and seek godly wisdom if you don't have someone in mind that you can that you can go to, uh, reach out to us. Our email is howwedolld at gmail.com. Howwedolld at gmail.com. You can reach out to us and um, we'd be glad to uh, to connect and share and um, yeah, definitely. and give some some of our uh, our wisdom and not necessarily um, from like our own our own personal thoughts and feelings per se, but really like sound scriptural wisdom along with our personal stories and testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I promise you, uh, I'm sure the audio is not the greatest right now, but I promise you as we move forward, uh, you will be getting a lot more valuable uh, and clear content. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And this is how we do.